Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 93, and what is probably going to be the last of 2022. So that's that's weird. It feels like this year has gone by pretty fast. Yeah. But, um... I think comparatively yeah. to the two years before it, with the pandemic is what it is, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, you can actually do some stuff. That's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um... We're going to be back first Sunday, I believe, after New Year's, but, um, how are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing pretty good. How about the, how's Daniel doing over there? Yeah. I am all right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah we, we've been a while out of the podcast, uh, uh, as you can probably tell if you listen. Um, yeah. Long and short of it, we a bunch of us got sick a bunch of times, a bunch of us got, had work and had, you know, my work gets busy and. Everything around here gets busy, and the holidays, and la la la, so, you know, kind of yeah. sucks we had to wait this long, but we're doing it, and, uh... If, if there are any here. regular listeners, I won't feel like that for them, because I did, there was, um, I did forget to release the <clears> last <throat> episode when I was supposed to, so, the length between that episode and this episode, for people listening, won't be that long, because I just released that one last week. Oh, Okay. So, yeah. but there would have been yeah, a, but it would have been a bit of a stretch there between. Been, there have been stretches either way yeah. that we don't try and do usually, but either way. Yeah, it would have been a stretch between the podcast before that and the last one. So, yeah, you know. and we're just about to take another like month break off. So, yeah, um, for the holidays. So, yeah, but the first album we're gonna talk about is one by a band that is quite popular in the kind of alt-country, uh, early 2000s southern rock scene, um, that is Drive-By Truckers, uh, with their album The Dirty South, um, I believe this is, like, their third or fourth album. Yeah. Um. I think fourth? I I guess it's their fifth. Oh, okay. It looks like, um, I think, but yeah, um. So why don't you kind of talk about your experience with this album and why you recommended it? Yeah, so a while back when I first uh, discovered Jason Jason Isbell, I recommended Jason Isbell and mm-hmm. a 400 unit. Um, I first heard him actually on the Metallica uh, Black Album tribute. Um, his uh, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit did a cover of, uh, I believe it was uh, Sad But True. <coughs> yeah, did a cover of Sad But True and I loved it. And I started listening to Jason Isbell. I liked him a lot. And then I found out way later, probably months later, that he was actually one of the former singers of Drive By Truckers. Mm-hmm. That's how he kind of came to and you know came into prominence. So I said, oh, let me check them out. And I liked them a lot too. I liked their stuff with him better than I like stuff without him. But even some of the stuff without him is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, I listened to a couple of their albums. I wound up liking this one, The Dirty South, best. Um, I thought it was just kind of the most cohesive, uh, easily, like, listenable, and um, just good. I thought it was good. Um, and again, I kind of, I, I'm having a kind of a renaissance, well, it's not a renaissance, but, you know, I'm kind of, I was never that into country music, if at all. Um, I liked some old stuff that, like, my, you know, my father had introduced me to and some other members of my family um but like yeah stuff like johnny cash and um you know um what was the other one willie nelson willie nelson yeah 
stuff like that, the really old kind of standard stuff. I kind of like that stuff. Um, but I grew up with that new, what they called new, you know, at the time, uh, uh, country where it was like really poppy and also really, I'm, I'm sorry, but kind of silly. You know, it was like, you know, I was talking about beer and the beach and... Florida Georgia line. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was even yeah, after that. Alaska yeah. Flats. Yeah, yes. And I just never, I never grabbed on to that. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's kind of cool that I'm seeing a, you know, a difference in the country music coming out today. Like, like uh, Dominic said, there's kind of a subset of uh, what they're calling all country uh, in general, mm -hmm. um, which I, I tend to like. Um, it doesn't have those, it's not as crowded with those country music, uh, you know, basic themes, let's call them. Um, and it's kind of just its own thing. And it's really, a lot of it's very close to rock, you know. Yeah. Um, it's more country-tinged rock yeah. or indie, like alternative a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and this album, yeah, I just liked it. I like, J J I like Jason Isbell's uh, voice, obviously. Because I like his, well, it's not solo stuff, it's him in the 400 unit. Although I think he put out an album or two, just him too, I think. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I just like the album as a whole. I like the album as a whole. I didn't, it's one of those albums where I like listening to it from start to finish. Not, there weren't too many songs that like popped to me as like, you know, amazing on their own. But it was like one of those things that was just like a good album to listen to. So that's why I recommended it. So... Mm -hmm. Let's start this week with uh, with Dominic. What do you think of uh, "Dirty South" by Drive By Truckers? I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I kind of knew going in what kind of what it was gonna sound like, but I I did. I it was kind of as good as I expected it to be. Um, some great like musicianship, yeah. songwriting, stuff like that. Uh, I would say maybe it's like a little. Uh, bloated, if anything, if I had to think of a criticism, I do think it could be cut down a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I really loved um, the first song on the album, uh, "Where the Devil Don't Stay." That was yeah. like just like a fucking badass song. Yeah, if I um, if I had to say there was, a and I know I just said there wasn't really anything that stood out too much, but I mean that that did, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I I would say like the first and last song, mm -hmm. uh, "Goddamn Lonely Love." That's actually yeah. I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong about what I said before. That's a standout song to me. That's like mm. one of my favorite songs to listen to right now. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's good. It's like, I know it sounds like yeah. it's sappy, but it's not really sappy. It's like, he's just freaking had it with, yeah. <laughs> with love, quote unquote. Although he's had it with a lot of things, but, you know, love is the, probably the prominent thing he's had with. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so go ahead. Sorry. I would say kind of towards the middle, it, it, it it does get a little like um samey maybe um mm. where it doesn't feel like there are as many standout standout songs yeah i can uh, see that the I, I like the day john henry died too that was one of my favorite songs mm -hmm. um also uh danko slash Manu Man manuel mm -hmm. um i love that one a lot uh Putting People on the Moon was pretty good, too. Other than that, it's just generally, like, pretty good, like, country rock type mm -hmm. music um, with a sort of badass edge to it right. a lot of the time. In terms of least favorite songs, I, I, I remember not really liking um, the two next to each other, Carl Perkins' Cadillac and The Sands of Iwo Jima. 
Mm. Um, those personally, specifically the the latter, I felt like were pretty like low points and that like just sort of boring songs that they just sort of stuck in there, uh, like sort of similar themes to a lot of the other ones. Um, sort of some of the songs towards the end too, I wasn't a huge fan of like Daddy's Cup mm. or Never Never Gonna Change. That was okay, but uh, you know, still sort of that same kind of thing about like. Just some of the songs kind of blending together in my mind mm. or not really standing out as much. Um, but yeah, definitely a worthwhile listen. One of the better albums in the two thousand in the uh, early 2000s. Mm. And I would probably give it a B plus cool. to maybe an A minus yeah. overall. But yeah, for now, B plus. Good, good. Um, yeah, but I, if you don't know who Carl, Carl Perkins is, I don't know if you looked that up at all. Yeah, um, he was pretty big in the music industry around the days of Elvis, mm. and he kind of, uh, I think he wrote a bunch of songs either for Elvis or for himself that Elvis stole, like Elvis did most of the time. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's who he was. He's a pretty good, pretty big country. I think I think he was considered country western. Um, but mm. like, as much as people, I don't want to say joke about, but at least say that Elvis stole a lot from you know, uh, blues and R&B and whatever musicians back in the day, he almost equally stole from country music. <laughs> yeah. He he did take a lot from country music uh, writers, too. So uh, I think that's I think that's what that had to do with. But again, I'm, the quality of the song, I'm not, you know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not putting that into question, your your opinion of it or anything. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that, that might have had something to do with it. I didn't really know what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, all right. So B plus, um, happy with that. And uh, Daniel, what do you think of uh, Drive By Truckers Dirty South? Yeah, I was a big fan of this album. Mm. Um, I liked a lot of the, you know, the guitar, and uh, mm. I just really liked the sound of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was a big fan of the last song, "Goddamn Lonely Love." Yeah, I think that's a great song. I love that song. I'm glad you two felt the same because I just I love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like um, Danko slash Manuel, mm-hmm. and I like the day John Henry died. Right. Um, if I had to pick a song that's less good, I'd probably say, well, C- Cotton Seed. I'd probably say is like the least memorable song on the album. Okay. But I didn't really like Daddy's Cup either. Hmm. Um, I didn't love uh, Never Gonna Change either. I thought that was pretty. Thought that was one of the more generic songs on the album. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of hits on this uh, album. Uh, there's, I'd say, there's definitely more hits than there is misses. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the song. I didn't mention it. I like uh, Where the Devil Don't Stay, the first song. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty common. I think that's to me. That's probably the second best song on the album. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I really like. You know, when you recommended uh, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit, I really liked his voice. Mm -hmm. um, Because he has that sort of... I'll say he has, like, the quality... I like the same qualities in his voice that I like in Bob Dylan's voice. Mm -hmm. He's got kind of, like, a... Almost sort of grainy, but, like, real voice. And that's Mm -hmm. what I like in my music. I don't like those, you know exaggerated voices most often I like real 
voices singing songs. I think okay. Bob Dylan is a very special comparison that's only saved for like a few people. But yeah. I, I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. I, he, he's, I think he's definitely a more traditional, even just like country singer. Mm-hmm. I'm not, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's as good a singer as Bob Dylan, but, um... No, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I, Bob Dylan, it's almost not about whether Bob Dylan is a good or a bad singer. He's just a Bob Dylan singer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just saying it's, I feel like it's a different type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd say definitely Bob Dylan is a very real singer. And I think Jason Isbell is as well, mm. and I really enjoy that. You know, mm. I like. You know, it feels like you're just down at the bar, and you hear some random dude start to sing a song. You know, right? It doesn't feel like a super produced thing mm-hmm. when they're more real in their voice. So, yeah, yeah I'm a big okay. fan of that. Um, Good. Uh, I'd probably give it. Um, you know what? I'll give it an A minus. I I really enjoy this album. I really enjoy listening to Jason Isbell. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Wow, I did better than that than I expected. I mean, I did not expect you to like it. I was I wasn't sure, but did Dominic um, give it a grade? I didn't. Yeah, hear. B plus. Okay, so B plus and A minus. I'm very <coughs> happy with that. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. So this week, um, Dominic's pick was an album from this year um, by, did you say J.I.D. or did you say J.I.D.? I don't remember. I've heard people say both. I, th- okay. I Generally, I've heard people say J.I.D. J.I.D.? Okay. But... So, um, an album by the artist J.I.D. Um, from this year, and it was called The Forever Story. So, give us a little background on that. Yeah, J.I.D. Um, or J.I.D. or whatever. He is a, um, he, he was definitely one of the more prominent kind of conscious hip-hop rappers out of the 2010s um he's got a very kind of distinct voice he's got a sort of like high-pitched kind of voice like that he's part of um the collective dreamville which uh i don't know i i know it has like j cole in it i don't know exactly everybody else who's in it um yeah it's not it's it, it doesn't have that many people who are that notable outside of like j cole and ari lennox who i don't know if you know who that is but she's she's been pretty popular over the years um but j cole and jid are definitely like the most prominent people in that group and jid i've always found i i I honestly enjoy him way better than j cole i feel like he has a lot of the things that he lacks i know i don't know if you guys know anything about j cole I, mean, I, know, but I know the name, just, but I haven't listened to much of anything yeah. of his. Just, I feel like he, J. Cole presents himself as a very, like, thoughtful kind of genius rapper, whereas it feels like he he tries really hard a lot of the time, whereas Jid has, like, so many, like, smart um, lyrical bars and also just, like, really funny um, bars and stuff. But it all comes off with such, like, finesse and ease a lot of the time, it doesn't feel like he's even trying that hard, even though he he kind of clearly is. And uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of his projects in the past, um, but this album just like blew me away when I heard it. I just think it's, it might be the best hip hop album of last year, 
just it's so completely consistent all the way through jid himself is definitely the star i would say on a lot of the songs i mean there are other guests and there's like really great production on a lot of the songs but he really kind of does make himself the focus and his kind of storytelling and humor and stuff like that um which works because he's really great at that uh but yeah um I'm gonna go to Daniel first. What did you think about the Forever Story by Jid? Yeah, I definitely I understand what you're saying. He's a very thoughtful rapper, and I, I, I love you know when rap can be used because a lot of people you know a lot of people say rap is just weird drugged up music, but I really do think that rap can be used to make really beautiful stories, and rap often is a lot more like spoken word than music but um mm, I, I don't i mean i think i think there's less singing going on yeah and like melody and stuff like that but yeah i meant i that's I what i say. meant more than like music it's more spoken word than singing yeah. so it can almost feel a little bit more um what's the word i'm looking for i was gonna say intimate but i don't know if that's the right word you feel a little bit closer sense. to it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of his personality coming through. Someone talking to you is, as opposed to someone singing to you is yeah. there's a big difference, I think. I think that I think it's a very different thing than either talking or singing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's very like rhythmic. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's like rhythmic poetry. Yeah. Right. Um so yeah, and and he very much had JID or Jid or however you say it, definitely has that nailed down. You yeah. know, he has everything from like the the kind of like drawl that you need to be a rapper. Um, he has all that stuff down. Uh, I was I was a big fan of Surround Sound. I'm a big Twenty One mm. Savage fan in general. Yeah. So yeah, I, it, it's a combination I wouldn't have expected to work. But it did, because 21 Savage is very much one of the, you know, he's kind of a trap rapper. Um, And I'll be honest, trap rap is often very, you know, like I I take all the drugs and I... It tends to be a little shallower. Stuff, yeah. Lyrically. But I I feel like 21 Savage has sort of proved himself to be a bit more um, lyrical, I guess, than a lot of other people in that lane mm. yeah well, i was gonna say 21 savage is one of the artists that sticks out as more you know as less yeah. shallow in a field full of more shallow people mm. um i'm a big fan of brud and m and sister m too mm-hmm. uh that combination is just really good uh little dirk i've heard that name before but i i like it was driving me crazy all week because I was like, "Who is Little Dirk?" I've heard that name before. Have you ever heard of Little Dirk? Because I try. I, I think I've heard of him. Like, I try, I've heard the name. Yeah, I try heard. not to do a whole bunch of research about the album until <laughs> after the podcast is done, because I kind of want just like my genuine reaction, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm always worried. Maybe if I do research, it'll influence my reaction or something Mm. so i try not to do any research about the artist or the album until after i'm or uh, uh, unless i know about the artist like if you recommend a kendrick lamar album i know about kendrick lamar so yeah but yeah uh yeah i i swear little dirk sounds so familiar but i've i can't put my 
I mean, on anything he's made. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot about the music that he's made. He's been around for a while, though. Um, I don't know. He he's just a very kind of prominent like trap rapper. He he laid a lot of like the groundwork for a lot of the stuff that you hear today. And he he is not super lyrical. I feel like he brings a lot of character a lot of the time to the songs I've heard from him. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been on like a few songs. He was on that. Uh, Drake song "Laugh Now, Cry Later," that was pretty popular. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with him. I've just heard about him a lot um, yeah. over the years, and hmm. it seems like a lot of rappers today kind of cite him as inspiration, yeah. uh, which is interesting. But yeah, yeah. And another thing, I'll give this album. Jid really knows how to use um, collaborations. You yes. know, a lot of rappers, you know, they just kind of throw... I don't know if this is necessarily true, but a lot of collaborations, it kind of feels like uh, we're friends, so I'll just throw my friend on this track. But he, mm-hmm. he really seemed like he knew how to, like, this person works specifically well for this song. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's what, I think that's one of the great things about rap in general is that you can take two really good minds and put them together on a song. I, f- I feel like it's a little bit harder to collaborate on a song mm-hmm. than it is, you know, on a rap song. Like on... Yeah, like a... You just mean like any non-rap song? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, features are definitely more prominent in rap music than anything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not unheard of, but... Yeah, it's definitely a sort of a uh, culture in rap of, like, featuring other artists on your albums and stuff. Um, which I like. I mean, I, I, I do love, like, a good, like, posse cut or just a good, like, feature on an album. Especially in an album like this. I do think some albums these days are very oversaturated with features. Mm-hmm. Um, where kind of the artist who is making the album doesn't shine through enough. Yeah. But, uh... I think this album, it's used very tastefully. And I, I, I remember times in the past that, you know, with stuff you've given me to listen to where it would wind up, not a lot, but sometimes, um, where the, the featured artist would kind of outshine the guy on, on mm-hmm. you know, whose album it was, and that's, that, I don't, that can't be good. <laughs> there, yeah, and there are times when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah and it, it is with a lot, of, with more popular music, like they'll just have somebody else who's popular yeah. on the song, and it, it, they don't really take into account the kind of chemistry yeah that they have mm, so definitely. yeah yeah i think that's you know that's much less with like the popular collaborations like you know kanye and jay-z and drake and 21 savage and post malone and 21 savage too um, um yeah yeah i'll say one of the songs that he doesn't use collaboration really well it was probably my least favorite song on the album i didn't like the song just in time Really? Because, yeah, I don't think Lil Wayne did a very good job on that song. Um, I don't know who Kenny Mason is, but, um, yeah, he he didn't really strike me. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of Lil Wayne, and I, I don't think he contributed anything particularly good to this song. I just wasn't a huge fan of it. I'll say my favorite, my two favorite songs, hold on. Oop. I, I thought I was going to sneeze. Uh... Can't Make You Change and Stars are probably my two favorite songs. Um, yeah. 
it is interesting because Yasin Yasin Bey, who is um, featured on the song "Stars," is most most deaf. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's more of a classic kind of hip hop rapper guy, um, or at least like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, but um, his I think his most popular song, "Miss Fat Booty." Um, it the the same sample is used on the song surround sound uh i don't know what song i don't remember what song it is but the, it's the same i think it's it's a very it's the same sample and it's a very similar beat to that song um so it's sort of like a paying tribute to most def slash yasin bay in that way and then he features him later on the album so i think that's c- kind of cool in general hmm. um daniel so yeah, yeah you got any more thoughts uh, no, other than, like, great. Uh, I just think it's a really tight album. I very much enjoy his style of rapping. And, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I hope to see a lot more albums like this in the future, you know? So, I'd give it a... Yeah, I think, I think I'll give this an A-, too. Feeling mm-hmm. generous this week. Nice. <laughs> He's in the giving holiday spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think about this album, Dad? I want to start out by saying, as a whole, I like this album. And as a whole, I I really love the, I mean, what to me feels like, and I don't listen to, I probably don't listen to enough rap music to say that it is. But I like the experimentation and kind of the weirdness of the, you know, of the backing tracks and the music mm-hmm. on this. I say, I, as yeah. a whole, even when I didn't like the song... I really appreciated the creativity on it. Yeah. I think that, I don't know if he puts those together or not, but whoever does, I think is very creative and interesting. So as a whole, I wanted to say that first. Um, as an album, it was really, really roller coastery for me. Mm-hmm. So the first song, Galaxy, I did not like. So I was, that like, was kind you know, of like an intro track. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, and something about it bothered me. But um, and then radar, I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, here we go. And then the next one, two, three. All right, the next three songs I didn't like very much. Really? Yeah, dance now, crack sandwich, and can't punk me. Don't dance now is okay, um, but crack sandwich and can't punk me, I do, I did not like. But then came to, well th- no then surround sound i thought was better mm-hmm. i didn't love it but it was better and then the song the, there's the four songs in a row that i liked a lot the cody blue 31 brought M and system M, and can't change can't make you change that run of four songs is really really good mm-hmm. um i might like can't you Ch- can't make you change the most out of the four but the other three are really good too. Mm-hmm. Cody Blue Thirty One might be my second favorite, um, and the Brother Them and the Sister Them songs were really good too. Stars I did not like. Mm-hmm. There was something just kind of grating about that song to me, yeah. and you know I don't know why. And also I meant to ask: this is an extended version I'm listening to. When's it supposed to stop? I listened to the whole thing. So okay. That it's only one song longer, the extended version. The only extra song is two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Um, which it's actually I I I thought about telling you guys to listen to that one, and mm-hmm. I might I don't remember. Um, I mean I did just because I didn't it, remember. Uh, he said actually that 
that was supposed to be the last track of the album. Mm. But just, I think, some, like, studio interference or something. They didn't want the album to be too long or so. I don't know. But um, it is it is a very long track, and it goes yeah. into, like, a lot of um, Jid's, like, history and stuff. Mm. Um, which, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but along the roller coaster but, theme, like I was talking about, so... I loved it. I loved that four-song stretch between Cody Blue Thirty One and Can't Make You Change. Mm. I did not like Stars. Um, wasn't thrilled with Just in Time. And then the next three songs were all pretty good. Not mm. great, but pretty good. And two thousand seven was kind of a throwaway. It was kind of it was interesting enough, but it was like yeah. it was okay. So real up and down on this album for me, which is I mean it's fine. I don't think there was anything. Let me look at this real quick. I, I don't know. The, if I had to say a song that I really hate, like, not hated, I don't hate any of them, but dislike, probably Can't Punk Me. I don't know, man. That song, I did not, I remember really not liking that song. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Earth Gang is, but whatever. It's um, I did not like that song. They're just like a rap group. Okay. Um, Many of the, um, of the features were, were pretty good. Except uh, I kind of agree with Daniel. I did not like the one with Lil Wayne. Mm. Um, and uh, was there any other ones? I did not like Dance Now with Kenny Mason. I don't know who that is. But yeah, I did not like that song. But I mean, yeah, that four song stretch though between Cody Blue 31 and um, and uh, Can't Make You Change. It, it Really good. Just like a really great stretch of the album. Mm-hmm. So I would give this um, I would give this a B bordering on a B plus. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I don't know if I could stretch it to a B plus, but it's definitely a B, an easy B. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would do. So it was that's good. It was good. enjoyable. It was mostly enjoyable, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all yeah. right. Well, we're gonna give our predictions now for the uh, over the holiday season. You can check them out and uh, see what you think when we come back. Uh, probably our recommendations. What? Up? You said predictions. Oh, predictions. <laughs> predictions, yeah. We're going to give our New Year predictions. No, I'm yeah. Predictions for what albums we might be talking about. Oh, oh, oh. I wonder how many albums Jack White's going to put out next year. Um, well, I'm just saying, these are our predictions for what albums we're going to talk about next episode. Oh, so, yeah, okay. You know, that's, that's, yeah, can, can, I think I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a, um, um, I so, think I have a lock. So let's start with the, the start with Daniel since he doesn't do yeah. it as often. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna recommend an album from an artist I haven't recommended in uh, like over two years. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's an artist I recommended. I want to say like three months into when we started this podcast, and I've been sort of sitting. I was sort of sitting on this album, and I thought, okay, maybe in a few months. I've been sitting on this album since like January of. 2021 Uh and i was like all right maybe when i run low on albums i'll i'll recommend this album um and then you know uh over a year went by and i you know just never recommended it uh so i'm gonna recommend an an album by the artist post malone Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend, I think it's his third album, uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Okay. So, Beer Bongs is... is all one word, by the way. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that is his, I believe, second album, but third it- kind of uh, project. He 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 made a mixtape and another album before this, which I see. You know, I'm not sure at this point what exactly the difference between a mixtape and an album is, but right. you know, he he released the August. I think it's called August 26th mixtape, and uh, Stony was his first album, and then he made this one a couple years yeah. after. Okay. So yes, all right. Cool. Um, this is probably my favorite Post Malone album. Um, if I remember correctly, but we will see next time. Um, I have a recommendation, but do you want to go first? It doesn't matter. All right. Um, this is an artist who I have not recommended before. I'm not sure if any of you, if either of you are familiar with him at all. Um, he's kind of a, he has a very, uh, big personality, I'll say. Uh, he used to be very focused on sort of playing this, like, celebrity, like, egotistical celebrity character, which he was very much in when he was making this album. Um, I'm not as familiar with that because I wasn't really paying attention to him around this time, but I do love this album a lot. It is sort of, like, comically egotistical at times. He Mm. he very much presents as, like, a, a, a rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2017, but it does have a lot of, like, older, uh, like, music elements. Like, it's very, it's got sort of, like, a new wavy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Some, like, old, like, almost, like, New Jersey-ish sound, like, Heartland rock. Like, his vocals almost sometimes remind me of, like, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And some of the music reminds me of, like, I don't know where Elvis Costello is from. Um, exactly, but it reminds me of, like, Elvis Costello and the attractions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That sort of, like, pub rock feel with a bit with a bit of, like, synth-pop, new wave energy to it as well. Right, right. I believe, um, I, I believe Elvis Costello is British, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. He's either British or Australian, I'm not sure. Pretty sure he's British, but either way, go ahead. Yeah, but it, it, if I had to compare it to two different artists, it would be that and, like, I don't know even, like, what sort of synth pop kind of thing I'm thinking of like I don't know it's it, I, I'm not very familiar with that but um yeah Alex Cameron is the name of the person I'm recommending um, he's Australian uh but yeah he is sort of emulating that sound and the album is Forced Witness um mm-hmm. yes cool. very good album good good all right so my album this week that I am recommending is uh, something I just I kind of discovered recently, and the reason is because they're a fairly new band. They only have one album out. Uh, I actually discovered them when I was um, going to my local record store, and they had um, they had a, like a section of local artists' mm. records in there. So I saw this one. I thought it looked interesting, and I kind of wanted to see what it sounded like. So I just you know like wrote the name of the band down. And went home and looked up on Spotify. I started listening to them. Like this is good, um, and it's kind of cool that they're from around where we live, right here. They're from Columbia, South Carolina. So the name of the band is Brandy and the Butcher, mm. and the album is called Lucky Foot. Okay. Um, Brandy spelled with a Y or an R. Y with a Y. Yeah, Brandy and the Butcher. Um, very sort of dark punk. Um, uh, yeah, it's probably the best way I can describe it. It's you know it's a little metally, but it's really more way more punk. 
Mm. Um, very early dark punk sound to it, um, which was kind of cool. Like, I hadn't heard that really much um, in a while. And uh, I like the... Uh, uh, Brandy is the person singing. It's a female vocalist, and she's really gritty but good. Like, mm. you know, she really fits the style of music well. So, yeah, that's going to be my recommendation. The album's from this year. Uh, the album's Lucky Foot by Brandy and the Butcher. That's good. Um, listen to Lucky Foot by Brandy and the Butcher, Forced Witness by Alex Cameron, and Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. If you want to be caught up by next time, do your homework. People, stay safe. Have a happy holiday season and happy new year. Happy new year. Have a great holiday. Be safe. That's right. Be safe. Have a good... Uh, see you next time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>